Hello, it's Denise from Women Beyond a Certain Age. We're doing something different today because we can. And Cindy's here. Hello, Miss Cindy. We've had a guest on named Lisa Stolman, who Lisa Stolman Nutrition. And Lisa sends out a monthly newsletter. And having Cindy and I had a newsletter for 20 years, and having I read lots of newsletters, and now of course newsletters are making a comeback and their subscription newsletters, and some of them are so terrific. Well, Lisa's is one of those, and it's free. Um, and Lisa sends it to me, and I always re I read hers and I respond. This newsletter was called Eight Ways to Invest in Yourself. Now, obviously, go to her website, and I hope you'll read the original newsletter, but Lisa has more letters after her name than anyone I've ever known. I mean, she she's beyond. It's just, she has studied her craft. So yes, her newsletter is often filled with um, health and fitness, which I totally appreciate. And I need inspiration all the time for health and fitness. And I'm trying to do that in my own life with healthy habits. So I read her newsletter. Now, after I read her eight ways to invest in herself, in yourself, I thought, well, I want to tweak that. So I told Lisa, I said, I'm going to tweak it. I'm not stealing it. Your ideas, some of it may be uh, similar if you read them both. But I said, I want to put my own spin on, I want to call this, it has a lengthy title and Cindy will probably not be able to put this all up when we advertise it. You could call this little steps to contentment or happiness, or finding more peace in your life, or Jesus Christ, at any minute, you can get your life together. How's that one? So that's what I, I, I want to talk about today. So it's just me. And as always, I, we want to thank, Cindy and I want to thank every single person listens to us. When we get messages from people and they thank us for it, or when we have guests that really hit a nerve, it, it just makes us happy and we appreciate it. And thank you because we just enjoy doing this podcast. Now, I got 10 points, 10, 10 little steps that I'd like to share. First of all, when you wake up, be grateful for the tiniest thing. And I always say people I had this conversation today. People said, oh, you're so happy. And I, or is it just Facebook happy? And I say, no. I said, you know what? I got up this morning, and this is the example. I got up this morning. I've been out of town for two weeks in Italy, but my husband went to the store and I could have my cup of tea and I had fresh half and half. So that was the tiniest step. But I was so grateful because I'm home and having my two, two cups of tea by myself in the morning is one of the biggest gifts I give to myself. Now, I wake up early. I know that isn't for everyone, but I like to wake up early because I feel like I feel more productive when I wake up early. If I, I, I haven't slept the day away in a long time, but just for me, I like to wake up early. And then what I've learned to do is that I can take a nap in the afternoon. So people say to me, oh, I can't wake up early like that. Well. But I take, I get up at 4.30 or 5, and then I work until about 1, and then I take a wee nap for 45 minutes, and then when I wake up, I'm refreshed. And the reason I like to do that is I have the energy to cook dinner again. 
Okay. So it's a big deal to me to be able to cook dinner because that's when my husband and I spend some real quality time together. So we're, I refresh myself by the nap and I refresh my relationship. Number two, that was a lot of stuff in number one. I'll try to be more stream. Cindy's laughing. I'll try, I'll try to condense. I'll try to condense. Now, number two is this. I watch the news in the AM. Sometimes it's for only 20 minutes. I say to myself, I'm hitting the high points. Like I need to know if Putin's going to bomb us or if we're going to war ourselves tomorrow or uh, whatever horror is going on. But I keep it to just the high points and I get out, okay? And I don't dwell on it. I don't want to feel powerless. So the way I don't feel powerless, how I try to harness my anxiety about the news is, write a letter, contact your congressman, text your congressman, um, complain to the, new, to the news station. My husband is fabulous. He complains to ABC or any of them, and he's, he literally says, your segment on was misguided, da-da-da. Oh, he reads them to me, and we both feel fabulous. Now, it may not be doing anything, okay? But we feel better because we have voiced our opinion. When you feel powerless, it's not a good thing. You turn it inward, and it makes you sad or unhappy. So we we have found that we complain as we say to each other. We always say the same thing. Who can we complain to who's in charge? The other thing, donate 10 bucks if you've got it to any organization, a pet, pet, pet rescue if you believe in it, or the world, you know, World Central Kitchen or Jose Andreas. Or what I've been doing a lot is, I just keep cleaning out drawers or my closet and every time, almost every week I have stuff to give to Goodwill or old pillows or anything. And it makes me feel good that um, I'm lessening my own material bag in this world, but maybe I'm helping someone else. I'm convinced if you can help someone else, you feel better. Um, so you do have power and you have to use it or you feel powerless. And I think this is particularly important to all people <laughs> because you don't feel like people, Some as we age and you see it, you don't feel like people are listening to you. Now, number three, have you tried meditation? I can't meditate. I'm not good at it. Okay. I'm hyperactive. I always have been. I have ADD. I start out saying, ooh, calm. And I end up at the end of it thinking, ooh, chocolate eclair. So I have not found meditation to be successful for me. But what I do do is I read a little single prayer every morning with my cup of coffee. I have my tea early. Then I do some work around my house or if I have to make some phone calls. And then when I'm having a cup of coffee, I read a little prayer. And it's from, I read from a book called The Daily Word. Um, and that, and that was the original like Betty Ford clinic. And uh, it really helps me to get centered. My favorite mantra that I have, got in post-its in two different places in my house is I just say, I can have the day I want. And it's really helped me. Number four is any type of exercise, whatever it is, walking, swimming, riding a bike, window shopping. You don't have to buy anything. Just go to a mall. I go to my favorite mall here in Ventura and I hit every store. I don't buy anything. I just boost up my steps. 
Um, and I get to see things and you say hello to strangers and it's just, it makes your day, okay? It gives you a purpose. When I was on the cruise ship, Cindy knows, um, I made friends with all the people that worked in all the different stores on the cruise ship. And I would go and it was before they were opening, I would be waving to them through the window. And the girls in the dress store and in the jewelry store and stuff later on would say, oh, it's the mayor, it's Miss Mayor. Because I was like the mayor opening up the stores on the cruise ship by just saying hello. It gave me a great deal of pleasure. Now I know that's kind of pathetic, but for me, it worked. Now, number five, put a step counter on your phone. If you don't have an Apple watch, if you can't afford an Apple watch, if you've bought a Fitbit and you find out you never used it, I think the easiest, cause I've done that. Um, the easiest thing I could do is I put a free step counter app on my phone. Now, I that makes my, and I have a little purse that my phone, I stick my phone in so I can't, I never, I never, there's two issues here. I never lose my phone anymore because it's always on me. And two, I get credit for every single step I take. Now in Italy that I just came back from, there were days I walked 18 and 19,000 steps um, without even trying. I mean, we went on a tour. Of course, we were in a villa that was the size of a castle. So just walking back and forth, took some steps. The airports were so big in Europe. I was in Zurich and in Rome and in Frankfurt that I would, I picked up, one day I picked up like 6,000 steps being in an airport, okay? But it gave me so much glee to get so many steps and all I'd done was get to the right gate. So um, I can't stress that enough. And I've been able to double my steps by carrying my phone on me with my little purse. I have it on me when I'm doing gardening and everything. It makes me um, feel like I've got my I've got my best interests and in hearts. Talk about investing in yourself. Now, here's the other thing. I really walk when I walk my dogs. I walk for anxiety. I shouldn't. I, I don't know. I'm not anxious. It's just like free floating anxiety I have sometimes. So, and I've had it all my life. So I've found that by walking, I can manage it. And as Cindy's waving at me too, we would both, one of the reasons when Cindy and I worked together, we, we had different anxieties, but we had similar, the fact that we had anxiety. So we were able to sometimes just voice it to each other and that would help. But if you work at home, and if you're working at home or stuff, you may not have anyone you can share your anxiety with. Maybe you don't see, I'll tell my husband, I'll say, well, I'm anxious about that. And Kenny doesn't respond with, oh, let's talk about that. He says, Jesus Christ, you have nothing to be anxious about. So, and that's not exactly the, the, the you know, the response I was hoping for. Um, anxiety, when things, anxiety isn't ha handled and you may not, even be aware of all the anxiety you have, it turns to depression. And sometimes when you wake up depressed and you don't even know why, it was actually anxious, something that's making you anxious that you may or may not be able to control. And that's the hard part. Um, I found that by my step counter and by walking to manage my anxiety, that I'm able to focus my thoughts and have every day a better day. Number six, a hundred years ago, I worked with Richard Simmons. Cindy also worked with Richard. 
And she will back me up on this. All, all he ever said to me was, Denise, eat, eat less, move more. Now, when you think about it, how simple is that? And the man only made a multi-million dollars by saying, eat less, move more. And you know what? He's right. That's all it can. He eat less, move more. So one of the things that I said to myself in Italy, and I've just lost 24 pounds. I will say this. I was two pounds up when I got back from Italy. I'm not weighing myself for another day or two because I'm assuming that was just, it'll, it'll, I was care. I wasn't careful in Italy. I've made some new habits. So it was better, but I need to tell you something. Food is such a difficult one. And so people say, oh, you can just go on a diet or you, you know, you, Weight Watchers, all those things I think are wonderful, but we do know that most of the time people gain all the weight back. And the reason for that to me is simple. I mean, I, I have no answers for that except to say eating to me is about need, habits, obsession, pleasure, filling the void, you know, uh, God, spiritualism. I mean, food is everything to me. So, it makes it hard for me to manage it, but I have been able to um, be better at it by just saying eat less. And how I've done that is again, Richard Simmons told me, write down what you eat. So a food diary, and it's not fancy, you guys. I literally keep a running track on a on a in my kitchen on an on a free scratch pad, I write half bagel with slice of cheese. Now I know that that's 260 calories because I've been eating that. One yogurt, 130 calories. Then I'll eat, you know, something else. But by keeping that food diary, it's so simple. I think, oh, I can't have any more bread. I already had a bagel. So you just. I, I don't even deal with the cat. I didn't even deal with calories in the beginning. All I was trying to do was keep track of what I ate so that I could see how much I ate. Now, so maybe you start with accurate amounts and then tackle calories. I will say this. I finally was able to be honest with myself that my portion sizes were too big because even when it's healthy food, I, you know, I, uh, 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 I eat portions that Muhammad Ali ate two nights before the big fight. Enough said. Now, I loved this one, number seven. So Lisa suggested going sober for the summer. What? <laughs> Let's not be silly. My feeling is that I could have one glass of wine, but not two. And um, unless it's on Saturday and I'm talking to my sister and then I have to have two glasses of wine because we talk about everything and we have such talking to friends and family. Um, I, I want to have a glass of wine because it reminds me of the happy times that we're together, whether that makes sense or not. But anyway, just a thought. I drink a tremendous, I will say this. Most people that I meet need to drink more water and water has always been probably the healthiest habit I ever, ever, ever uh, grew to love. And that was because early in my twenties, I started drinking a lot of water and I drink, it's not unusual for me to drink two gallons of water a day. So I'm used to that and it keeps you hydrated and it's good for your organs. And it also helps with your health management. All right. Number eight. Social media. This is a whole thing because all of us are on our phones so much. And even though people say, oh, I'm not on Facebook or I'm not on Instagram, 
Um, yes, you are. You are on social media. People do TikTok now. Well, the good news is you can connect with people. Okay, you, if you work alone, if you've been home with COVID, if you are a mother and the only people you see all day long are your two children, social media is important to you. But what I will say this, and this is me, you gotta call your friends list, okay? Now, I am, have no problem blocking people. Matter of fact, if someone says one thing to me about, well, don't test me, but if you, talk, if you say something negative about Hillary Clinton, you're probably, you're probably blocked with me, okay? If you say something about um, the right to life and you're talking about um, women's right, uh, women's reproductive rights and you, you're not on the side of that we, that you, you think you have any business talking to me about my uterus, you're gonna be blocked, okay? So I'm just saying, but if you call your friends list on social media, you really get, I think, you get fabulous feedback, okay? I had a wonderful young woman. Now, here was an example, and I loved it. She called me out, and this is a woman's group that we've been cooking, cooking women for a million years. And one woman had posted that even though she had a great marriage and she just finished school and she's wonderful and her kids are grown, she still wanted more out of life, which I think is a perfectly wonderful comment to make on social media. And another woman said, yeah, I feel the same way, you know, but I want to call out Denise Favaldo because she's just been in, in Italy eating fabulous foods on vacation with a handsome young man. And that's a whole nother story, but you're damn right he was handsome. And don't anybody ask because it's none of your damn business. But I have nothing to be ashamed of. Anyway, she called me out by saying, oh, but your life is so great on social media. And I said to her, oh, please. I said, but here's what I said. And this is something again, and we all think about it. You're looking at the loaf of bread that's baked. I'm 70 years old, okay? I'm not in the childbearing years. I'm not suffering through a divorce. I've already been through a divorce. Um, and anybody that's at my age knows I can't divorce my husband. He gets huge social security. Let's get real, girls. Come on. Now, I'm just saying this. It's easy to think that other people's lives are fabulous. We don't know where people have come from. We don't know what people have suffered through. But I said to her, and I, I, she said, oh, I hope it didn't offend you. Not at all. I said, sweetie pie, I've been poor. I've been broke. I've been broken. I've been sad and stuff. But you know what I found out? It was up to me to fix that. Nobody else. A marriage can't fix it. A big paycheck can't fix it. So you are in charge of your own joy. Okay. And I believe that again, my mantra, I can have the day I want. Do terrible things happen that make me sad? Absolutely. Uh, you know, do your, does your dog, does your favorite dog get sick and you think he's going to die? Yes. Does, does someone that you love die? Yes. These things are all part of life, but um, you're in charge of your culling your friends and getting them do and saying to your friends all the things you want to and realizing that life has an ending. Oh, got a little dramatic there, huh, Cindy? Got a little dramatic. But of course, I'm old. Everybody's dying all the time. I can't, I can barely open up Facebook without an obituary. Okay, enough said. And then number nine is visualize where you want to be. 
I am learning to visualize my retirement. It has taken me two years. I say to Cindy all the time, for a smart girl, how come I, it takes me so long to learn things? But it's been, a, it's been hard for me to retire. And the reason why is I loved my work. Okay, now, but I'm I, now I'm finally able to say I love not going to work and I'm learning new things, which I think is another. I think you have to new, learn new things. I think you need to find new hobbies. I think you should go out there and look for new friends. I think you should work in your community and uh, visualize what you want to be. So I'm visualizing right now, visualizing um, something that I've told Cindy about, but that I'd like to be able to do on a freebie basis to help some people. So I'm working on that. Um, but you have to do it yourself. Nobody else can do it. It's just that simple. And number 10 is, if you are sad, and we all have a right to be sad, and, but if you have mixed feelings about life and you can't find a happy place or contentment or, or peace, if you think that it's because you don't have a boyfriend, um, I'll give you my husband. <laughs> no, if you, if you think, if you can't find some happiness and stuff, then I would try to find a friend that's not judgmental or maybe a pastor or a priest or a non-denominational, um, or a hotline. Um, I was gonna say a non-denominational minister, or there are therapists, county therapists, you guys, that have sliding scales. If I've said to a friend recently, I think you should talk to a therapist. And they immediately said, oh, I can't afford that, I can't afford that, I can't afford that. Well, see, excuses are just that. But in fact, when I was 30 years old, I was in a terrible state. Um, so many issues. I, I mean, if I go, I feel sorry for myself when I think about it, but I found a therapist through Catholic Health Services in Marin County that only charged me $25 a week. I could afford that, or maybe it was even $25 a month. I don't know. But anyway, she, her name was Joyce. And what I learned from Joyce, um, was a pot of gold, okay? Joyce set me on the right foot. And then after I'd been going to Joyce for a while, I realized that I needed a better therapist than Joyce, not meaning better in a, better, but a stronger therapist because Joyce kind of liked me too much and let me, you know, didn't call me on my shit enough, which is what I think a good therapist does and a good friend does or a good husband does or a good pastor does. So anyway, I hope, now let me see, is that it? I can't even read. Okay, this is the big wrap up, Cindy. Life is hard and wonderful and exhilarating. And also you can be weighted down in tedious, boring stuff. But you're alive. So that's how I, that's all I had to say. And I, again, want to say that Lisa Stolman Nutrition has a free newsletter. She talks about so many different items. And um, one of Lisa's tips, and so she has eight ways to invest in yourself. I, I suggest you look at it and we'll put that information up. And the little steps to contentment that I've done today, one of Lisa's steps was um, eat more plants. And I believe that I eat more plants, but I'm not giving up meat. Okay, that's it. That's all I'm telling you. I'm not giving up meat. I know.
I'm not open to it. My father was a butcher, his father was a butcher. Okay, I got an excuse. Well, that's it. Now, right when you all get work, right when you have something to say, as always, Miss Cindy, thank you so much. I thank people that listen to us. And so that's it. We have some fabulous guests coming up. And um, we've had some fabulous guests in the past couple of weeks because we've had so many new people listening. So tell your friends, and uh, I thank you. And thank you, Miss Cindy, for always keeping the train on the tracks. Woman Beyond at iCloud.com, womanbeyondacertainage.com. There's a website and Women Beyond a Certain Age Facebook page. So there's a million ways to contact us. So thank you so much, and I wish you all the best. Bye-bye. <laughs>